I hope that uh, in some ways you're engaging in this. There's a way to engage in this 21 days of fasting. If you did not start with us last Sunday, you can start right now. There's information in the back that will help you. Uh, it's a great time. Opal and I are, are doing this together, and uh, we've set some goals for ourselves so that, uh, I, you know, I want to come out of this different. I, wanna, I don't want to just give up food and, th- and, and media and chocolate and things like that and just grunt through it somehow. I want to come out differently. I want God to do a work, and Opal and I have set some things up so that once this 21 days is over with, we want to keep on pursuing God no matter what. We want to to break through. And if it happens in 21 days, that's great. If it doesn't, it's great. The 21 days is just to launch you and me into a new lifestyle. If all you do is do without stuff for 21 days, uh, you've got to do it differently, okay? And so uh, I've got got something here. uh, I've got a pencil not mine. Um, I've got a silver dollar. I carry a silver dollar in my pocket. I've carried one for years. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I mean, carry stuff in your pocket besides change and not and stuff. Just carry. My grandfather carried a, a, a seed, a Buckeye seed in his pocket. I've got that Buckeye seed in my house. And, uh, but I, I carry a silver dollar. And uh, I'd carry a, a, a one ounce gold piece if it, if it weren't like $1,300. You know, and I don't want to do that it's possible to lose these things and so but with with the one one, the one dollar the face value of this is one dollar I can go to any store in town and give this to somebody and exchange it for one dollars worth of product but the real value of this is the value of the silver and I believe that in fasting and praying that there are things that we see we see the surface value we see what it says but God sees what's really there And during times of prayer and fasting, God opens our eyes. He opens our understanding, not to what it says, but to the truth of it. In your life and my life. And listen, you and I need the truth about our lives. We need God to intervene. We need God to help us. Amen? We need God to help us. And and prayer and fasting is not just about doing without. In fact, um, you got to get past just the doing without. You've got to focus on what God is doing, what he's saying, what he wants to do in your life. This morning, I want to do the second in this series on more than words. This is a very important series uh, from the standpoint that we're starting the year off. I want to encourage you, if you've not started so far, it's not too late to start, but start uh, doing a daily Bible reading. Start getting in the Word every day, every day. And uh, make it the, the Word an everyday experience because it will change your life. And uh, you and I need, we need God's Word. Uh, today we're going to talk about the clarity of the Bible. Now, last week we talked about the authority of the Bible. In your notes, it says the authority of the Bible means that all the words contained within it are God's words in such a way that to disbelieve or disobey any word of the Bible is to disbelieve or disobey God Himself. Years ago, almost 45 years ago, I was looking, I got saved and I was looking for a way to build my life. Let me put it this way, to rebuild my life, okay? Because my life needed a lot of attention and needed a lot of rebuilding. And I wasn't sure how to do that. I wasn't sure how to go about that. But 45 or so years ago, I believed that somehow that this was the Word of God. And so for 45 years now, and Opal and I together, as we've been married for a number of years as well, um, which has been about, what, 42, 
about 14 now? Yeah, about 14. Hey, I'm in the ballpark at least, okay? Um, so all these many years, what we've believed is that this word is not going to change for me, for her, for our children, for their husbands, for their grandchildren, for the grandchildren. It's not going to change for any of us. This is going to be good from now until the end of time. And because of that, that gives us something to build our lives off of. And it gives us something that we can count on, something that we can rely upon, something that we don't have to rebuild because of doing something the wrong way anymore. And uh, believe me, it, it's, it's hard to rebuild, isn't it? It's hard to tear stuff down. The Bible says that, that God has to <clears throat> uproot, overthrow, tear down, and destroy stuff so he can build and plant. So what he builds and plant has to do with this right here. And so this is a huge issue. It's a huge issue in the church. It's a huge issue in the world. There's a lot of people who grow up in church that do not believe. They do not believe this is the Word of God. I'm here to tell you. Open, I've had over 45 years or so to prove it out. I'll, I'll give my life to this. I will stake my life on it. We've done it for all this time. I will continue to do it. After, you know, after 45 years, we should be able to figure out if this is right or wrong. This is right. It works in this world. And I want to tell you that because a lot of people believe that this doesn't work in this world. If it doesn't work in this world, why do we have it in this world? This is not just a message of salvation to get us to heaven. This is the Word of God to help us to live life day in and day out. It helps us to build our lives. It helps us to build our families, our businesses. It helps us to function in community. It helps us to build nations. You can take this book anywhere in the, in the nations of the world, and I guarantee you, you can build a nation from this. Our ancestors believed that, and that's why we have the country we do. Because they believed that this was the Word of God. And you've got to settle in your life whether this is the Word of God or not. You've got to settle it. I've already settled it. You can't take this away from me. You can't make me believe anything different. Not just because I started out believing it, but because all these years later, I still believe it. And I believe it more than ever before. But what are you going to believe? Because what you believe is going to affect your life. Because you will make decisions based off of what you believe. And you will develop a life out of that. And so, so this is the Word of God. Isaiah 40, chapter, uh, chapter 40, verse 8. True, the grass withers and the wildflowers fade, but our God's Word stands firm and forever. Firm and forever. This book is firm and it's forever. Listen, you and I may not be firm and we not, may not be forever, but I'll tell you what this thing is, and we build our lives off of it. I love the verses out of 2 Timothy 3.16. It's not in your, your notes this morning, but I love these verse, this verse because of the, the different uh, content that's in this verse. That is this. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed. That's what this says. It's what it says about itself. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed. And useful one way or another, and it does four things. It shows us the truth. Now listen, you and I may not like the truth, but, but the truth, whether it hurts us, whether it's difficult to accept or receive, whatever it is, it, you can't build a life that's stable unless you can come across the truth. And this never changes for you and me. It doesn't change from generation to generation. It is the truth. It doesn't have to change. It's like gravity. Gravity doesn't change from generation to generation. Amen? 
There are laws that God has set up. It doesn't change. This does not change. And so, therefore, it is the truth today. It will be the truth tomorrow. It is the truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. And Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's what he said. Okay? <clears throat> Say, well, I don't know that I believe that. Well, you better figure it out. You better figure it out because you're going to build some kind of life. The question is, can you live with the consequences of the decisions that you made based off of the standards that you use? Can you live with it? I found out early on in life that I couldn't live with it that way. It just wouldn't work. So the first thing it does, it shows us the truth. It exposes our rebellion. How many of you know you are rebellious? I know you're a believer and you love God and everything, but I'll tell you what, I still find out I know how to do wrong. I know how to resist when somebody tells me something I don't like, you know? I mean, how many of you grew up in a home that, that you could hardly get away from to, to, so that you could get out in the world and you could do what you wanted to do? That's rebellion. Now, you may have had a big, bad experience at home, but listen, to be, be able to get out from under people so that we can do what we want to do, that's not realistic. That's no way to build a life. So it, it shows us our rebellion. It's in me. It's in you. God deals with us with that. We need, we need. How I many you know, I need God to deal with my rebellion. I need that desperately. Okay? And then it says, number three, it, that it corrects our mistakes. How I many you know we need a lot of correcting? Correction is not just for children. It's for adults. In fact, it's, you can't correct children until you've corrected the adults. The only way to successfully correct children is to correct yourself first. Okay? Because you lead by example. You lead by example, and they know the example that you're setting. So correction is very important. Correction is not, listen, correction is not rejection, it's acceptance. Correction is not rejection, it's acceptance. Okay? God corrects us because he accepts us. Okay? Then the fourth thing is this, it trains us to live God's way. Trains us to live God's way. The bottom line is this, the word of God, or it's, it's either the word of God or it's not. Nothing else matters if you do not believe that. So that was last week, okay? Today, the clarity of the Bible, the clarity, okay? And uh, <clears throat> in, in your notes, the clarity of the Bible means that the Bible is written in such a way that its teachings are able to be understood by all who will read it. Now, notice all the wording here. By all who will read it, seeking God's help and being willing to follow it. Now, don't accept the first part of that without accepting the second part and the third part. Okay? So God has done this in such a way. Listen, it's important for you to understand that God gave us a book that the average, ordinary, regular type person can understand it. Now, I don't know about you, that, but that makes me feel real good because I feel very ordinary, very average, just the everyday person. Okay? And I've got a college degree, but it's just a piece of paper. It doesn't mean I'm that smart. It just means I found a way to get through college. Okay? How many of you found a way to get through high school? And some of you found a way to get through college. It doesn't mean that you got anything. It just means you found a way. Okay? And, and we, we know that. But, uh, but, but, but this is for the everyday regular person. So if you feel very regular, very average, very normal, welcome to the family of God. Because that's, what God, that's who God wrote this for. Okay? It's important for us to understand that you don't have to have a college degree to understand this. You don't have to have a theological degree to be able to read it. You don't have to know Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic. Now, if you can do all that stuff, that's great. But you've got to understand that this is written for the average, ordinary person. It does not require 
those types of things. But it does require effort. It does require work. It does require study and sticking with something that's dark until something breaks in the form of light. Now, most people, even within the church world, believe that the Bible is very difficult to understand. It's very hard to understand. You really can't, and we're really inadequate to understand it. And even Peter, when writing about the letters of Paul, now, you know, Paul's letters are found in the New Testament here, but even Peter, who was the, one of the, the great apostles, when he was reading Paul's letters, he was going, hmm, that's not easy to understand. I'm not sure that I get that. He had to work to understand it. In fact, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16, he, Paul, Peter's talking, he, Paul, talks about this subject in all of his letters. Some things in his letters are hard to understand. Listen, there are some things that are not easy to understand, but you would make a mistake and you know, it would be a mistake to think that most Scripture is difficult to understand. It would be a mistake to think that most of this book is just difficult to understand. Listen, a lot of times we think so fragmented, our thinking is so fragmented that we just do bits and parts, and so we misunderstand because of a fragmentation of our mind, not because this is hard to understand. Okay? Okay, so it's, 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 it's important that we know that. But there are some parts that are more challenging than others. They're not as easily understood as explained. There are some things that you really got to work at. You know, God, this is like treasure. And he's not hidden it from us, but he's hidden it for us. It's hidden for us. So that we can, we can pursue it, we can go after it, we can learn. Uh, and so, but, but let me tell you, let me show you why this, and this is so important this morning. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9 in your notes. This is why it's important for you to understand that this book God gave to us, he did not give us something that you've got to have a theological degree. But you do have to do some work. Okay? If you just read it, just reading it alone, you're going to misunderstand. You're going to misconstrue. You're not going to get it right. And we may not feel like we're good students, but let me tell you something. You and I can understand this. We can go with it. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9, it says this. Moses is say, talking. He says, write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you, and then get them inside your children. Now, let me think, how can I get them inside of me if I don't get it? How can I get it inside my children if I don't get it? Because the Word says that, that we're to have this and we're to get it inside of us. We're to get it in us, on the, get it on the inside of us, and then we're to take it and we're to put it inside of our children. Let me tell you something. This is not a suggestion. This is a commandment. From God to every father, to every mother that has children. Listen, the church is not the most important place that you, where your children are taught the word. It is in the home. This responsibility is given to you and to me. We didn't rely on the church growing up to raise up our children. They don't belong to the church. They don't belong to the government. They belong to us. And they don't even belong to us. They belong to God. And we're stewards of them. But God, in being the owner of, and, uh, and, and the one who gave life to our children, he has the right to tell us how he wants it done. And he says that. He gives the word here and he says, listen, I want you to get it into you. Because 
You've got to lead by example, and if you don't get it into you, how can you lead by example? You're going to present the wrong example. Okay? This is not about perfection. This is about progress. Opal and I made progress during the years that the girls were with us, but we're still making progress today because we got, we got so little of it. But we got so much of it in some ways, but so little, it's, there's so much more available to you and me. Let me tell you something. God has said to you and me this day that this word is so clear. It's so clear. And, you, and you've got the Holy Spirit, and you've got things that he's given to help you that you can get, it, you can get this into you. You can get this into you. But you can't watch TV and get it into you at the same time. I'm not talking against TV. I'm not talking against that. It's not against. I'm not talking against stuff. I'm just saying that it takes time. It takes effort. And you've got to, And you say, well, I don't, I'm not real good at reading. Well, boy, I'll tell you what. We live in such an age. You don't have to be good at reading. Can you hear? Can you hear? Because it's in, in all kinds of form. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on the internet. There's all kinds of apps and all kinds of this and that that, are, that can teach you, that can help you and me. Amen? But notice here, listen, listen let's, not, let's not skip over this. This is so important to you and me. Every father, every husband, listen, it's not your wife's responsibility to raise the kids. They are your children also. Okay? And it is the father's responsibility, and it is the mother's responsibility together, but the father has the responsibility of the oversight. You're the head of the house. You're the head of the house. Take responsibility for it. Take their spiritual responsibility. And he's given us a word that we can read, that we can go to God and we can get help, and we can get help from others. And I'll tell you what, God's will can be known and it can be done. You'll never do it perfectly, but you don't have to. You just got to do it better today than you did yesterday. You just got to learn. You got to grow. It's not about all the other stuff. It's about growing. Listen, it's okay to be imperfect. Jesus died for our imperfections. I'm not giving you an excuse to be imperfect. We, you know you don't need that. What I'm saying is this, no matter how perfect I try to be, I'm never going to be that. But I am, when I give my life to Christ, he makes me perfect. He, he does that. Now he's on a journey to help me to grow in that, to do better. And I'll be doing better from now to the time I die. But it's just a growth in, in grace. There's a growth in grace that he gave me at the cross. And, uh, and he gave you. And, and I'll tell you what, so we're in that process. But you can't do it. You, <clears throat> you can't do it without this book. You can't do it without. The wonderful thing is this. There's so many wonderful translations, too. So I get so confused. Listen, translation is not about confusing you. It's about so that you can sort through, sift through, look through, and you can, you can find things that you identify with. Listen, the message is one of those uh, translations that I've read a lot because in reading it, I identify with certain things in it. Now, there's others who don't like the message. That's okay. You don't have to. We don't have to all like the same things. we just got to hear the voice of God. Okay? And so, and so it's clear enough. He says, write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts, get them inside of you, and then get them inside your children. Now listen, one of the worst ways to get things inside your children is to preach at them. Listen, if you preach at your children, they don't want to be preached at. Because that means probably that you haven't got it down. Now we can all make mistakes and preach at them from time to time. How do you know that? And sometimes we sound very preachy, but we're really not. They're, they're hearing the same thing over and over again because they've got to hear it over and over again. 
But this is, this is how we get it inside. Listen, this is how we get it inside of us. This is how we get it inside of them. Because while we're helping to get it inside of them, it's, it's even getting inside of us more than ever before. This is not something that we do and then we leave. This is something that begins to reciprocate. And as we help our children, we're helping us. Listen, as we're, as we're helping our children, God's clarifying things for us. I can't tell you how much, how many times I've gotten revelation and insight when I was helping someone else. I wasn't getting it when I was doing it myself, but when I was helping somebody else, I go, and I take notes. Listen, you got to have note paper. You got to have your, your pad, your iPad, or with you or something that helps you write things down. Because when you're getting it inside of you, then you turn around to help somebody else get it inside of them, you get more inside of you. So it may be that maybe you're not helping others get it inside of them, so you're not getting enough help yourself. Because God will help you when you help other people. Okay, you with me? Okay. Uh, but this is what he says. This is how you're going to do it. He says, talk about it. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking on the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. How many of you ever... I mean, you know, sometimes at night you just fall into bed, man. You don't get in bed, you fall. You know, you, you might jump out of bed, but you fall back into it later on that day. He says, when you fall in bed, tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. Uh, the goal is not to, to preach the, to them, but to be deliberate and to be natural with it. And uh, how many of you have stuff in your house? You've got plaques and you got pictures and it has verses and stuff. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the things of God being so natural, so normal, it just fits into our life. We're not having to stop and just have school with them. Listen, it becomes a natural exchange of who we are. And, we, and, we, and as we follow the Spirit of God, we know how far to go. We know when to back up. We know how to move in and out. So that, it, so that it has life on it, okay? And so it's very important that, that we understand. That he says, he says this, is, this is, God has given us a book, a gift, that's understandable to the ordinary, everyday person. That's you and me. This is for you. This is for me. It's understandable. You can understand it. Does that mean you understand everything? Listen, I don't understand everything. Even if I understood everything, I would forget it. How many of you know there's a lot of things that you've understood over time and now you forgot it? I just need to understand what I'm doing right now. I just need to understand this day. I just need to understand what I'm facing right now. And so, so that's good for me. That's good for me. And that way it's an ongoing journey and I stay hooked up to the Lord. Because if I just read this but not, I don't stay hooked up to Him, then it doesn't work. This doesn't work without Him. Remember in the definition of clarity, it talks about us seeking Him, and that's how it works. You can't make this work without Him, okay? So, so it's very clear to all of us. It's, it, it's, it, the clarity is there. Uh, also, God does want us to understand His Word, and He has not hidden it, the meaning from us, but He wants us to discover it. Even though, you know, it's even though He has written it so that we can understand it, it has, He has not given us a word that does not require effort, devotion, and commitment to understanding it. If you misinterpret it, if you misinterpret the Bible, and you apply that misinterpretation, it has a negative impact on your life. 
But if you also ignore it, it still has a negative impact on your life. And it's not God. It's, it's, it's how things work, that you, the, the reaping, or the sowing and the reaping. Ephesians 5, 17, I love this verse. Wherefore, do not be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Listen, God wants you to understand. God wants you to understand. But you know what? I don't understand everything. But you put me together with Opal, you put me together with my kids and my, my, and my son-in-laws, and you put me together with people. Listen, I know a lot more when you put me together with other people. See, sometimes we don't know enough because we're not around enough people. We're not around the right people. We're not around those who are seeking things the way that we're seeking things. And so the good thing is this. You don't have to have all the answers. You just got to know people who do have answers. And I, I don't have all the answers. I wish I did. But I'll tell you what, it causes me to hang around other people. It causes me to hang around the Word of God. It causes me to hang around the Spirit of God because of what we need. But it says this, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Listen, if He wants you to understand His will, which He does. How many of you know God wants you to understand His will? He says right here, be understanding of the will of the Lord. He doesn't want you misunderstanding. Now, sometimes I found out in real life I have to misunderstand before I understand. Okay? In fact, too many times. But you know what? I'm willing to misunderstand if I can find out how to understand after, after I've misunderstood. You know, remember when, I, when Catherine was younger, she was watching me shave one day, and, and I was shaving like this, and, 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 I, and I go like this to tighten the cheek up to get there, you know? And she looks at me and says, you smile when you shave? She was misunderstanding. So I gave her the understanding of, listen, when I do this, it, the, I can, get, I can do, get a better shave. Listen, in real life, oftentimes you misunderstand what you're looking at. You misunderstand what you're hearing. You misunderstand what you're seeing. And you just got to go on a journey to understand. That's where communication comes in. That's where relationship comes in. That's where asking questions come in, okay? And so, but God wants us to understand. Are you good with that? God wants us to understand. In your notes, understandable for all of God's people. Revelation is God's perspective, not yours. Understandable for all of God's people. It's understandable for all of God's people. Not just a select few. Not just those who, listen, not just those who have gone to seminary. Uh, I've never gone to seminary. Say, well, gee, I can tell, Chapman. I know, I know. But I would have, I wanted to, God wouldn't let me. Have I been to Bible school? Sure. You know, it's not about going to somewhere. It's not about that. It is about a heart to pursue, to understand. You say, I don't have time. Listen, what you don't have time to do right, you will have to make time to deal with all the wrong that comes from not doing it right. Believe me, there's more, to, there's more time that you spend, spend undoing than there is that you will spend on learning what to do right. So you can learn it, you and I can learn it and do it right and not have to be undoing and deal with all that comes from doing it wrong. Or we cannot learn it and then deal with all the stuff that comes in the back end of those things. Now we've all done that, but we don't want to make a lifestyle of that. The understanding does not come from the mind, but by the revelation to the mind, okay? This does not come, this is not just a mental book that you can get with your mind, but it comes by revelation 
to your mind. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Listen, it's your responsibility to know God's will for you. It's not my responsibility for you to know God's will for you. Now, I can help you. Others can help you. But it's your life. It's your life. You've got to find out things. You can get help. Thank God you can get help. Get all the help that you need. But you still have, it's still your responsibility to do that. We've got to understand. Listen, it's understandable through revelation. Number two is need, we need to seek God's help by the Holy Spirit. Remember, he is the one who leads you into all truth. He's the revealer. He is the author of this. So listen, since he wrote it, he knowed it. He knows what he meant. He knows what he meant. Amen? He knows what he meant. Uh, John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He says he will. Well, I, I've sought this and I still don't know. Listen, some things it takes a while to know. There are some things it takes a long time to know. I wish, I, I wish every time I prayed, everything I asked God I knew when I got up from praying. It's not the way it works. Sometimes I know stuff, sometimes I don't know stuff. Sometimes I know stuff later on that day. In fact, I remember one time God was giving me something at the end of the day, and he told me, he says, now what I'm giving you at the end of this day, you, I, 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 it's actually a result of you praying this morning. And that morning I prayed, and I didn't get anything. But at the end of the day, I got something of that okay very important to know because sometimes we get disappointed because we pray and we go i didn't get anything well you know what why don't you believe that maybe god slipped something in your back pocket later on that day you're gonna stick your hand back there and go where'd that come from it's going to be an answer that you got that god slipped in your back pocket that later on god will give those things to you because he wants you to understand he says he says he will he will not speak on his own but will tell you what he has heard he will tell you about the future. What a neat thing to know about the future. Now, he didn't say that he's going to tell you everything you want to know about the future because of your insecurities, because you're afraid of the future. So he's going to tell you that you won't be afraid. He's not going to do that. He'll tell you what you need to know. He'll help you to, to give you the dreams, the visions of those things. Okay? Number three is this. You need to be willing to follow. You need to be willing to follow. Okay? Because it's not just about hearing. It's not just about getting in the Word. We've got to be willing to follow what we hear. We've got to be willing to follow the things that are hard to follow. We've got to be willing to follow those things that we hear from God that, that, that we didn't want to hear that. I remember somebody got a prophetic word one time, and, and after they got it, that wasn't the prophetic word they want, so they wouldn't, they wouldn't even listen to it. They wouldn't even look at it. I'm going, wow, that's sure a revealer. I mean, God speaks to them, but it's not the word that they want so they won't even read it. Listen, if you don't want to do it, don't ask for it. You got to want to do it. And you got to want to, you got to be willing to hear what you don't want to hear when it's the truth. So when you pray those prayers, oh God, I'll do anything to follow you. Yes, I'll do anything. And he tells you the truth, you go, oh, anything but that. I don't want to do that. You know, I wasn't expecting you to say that. You know? You say, you know, you say, I'll do anything. And he says, why don't you go forgive so-and-so? For, oh, no. You know, it, it, so you've got to be willing to hear the things that are difficult. But Psalms chapter 111, verse 10. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. Listen, this says this. You get understanding by following. You don't get understanding by standing here looking over there. You've got to get over there to understand. See, there's a lot of times God tells us to do things that we don't understand, and we go, I don't get that. So we stand right there. Listen, there's a lot of things you will not understand until you do it. The understanding comes with the doing. The understanding comes with the obedience. Isn't that what children have to do? Their parents tell them to do things, and they don't get it. But you know what? We're going to do this the easy way or the hard way. The easy way is do what we say. The hard way is we'll make you do what we say. Because they don't get it. But in the, in the doing of it, as they get older, and as they do it, they begin to get it. Right? And that's what you and I have got to understand. God doesn't always tell us things that we, to, to, and gives us the understanding before we'll do it. There's sometimes, many, many times, that you will not get the understanding until you've done what he says. Some of you are waiting for something, and God's waiting for you just to do what you've been told to do. You want to understand it before you do it, but listen, that's what faith is about. It's about God speaking and us doing what he says, and then the understanding goes, ah, I get it now. I'm still getting things that I prayed a long time ago. I'm still getting things in the process of getting things that I'm developing a life of obedience further and further and further. Okay, so so this is, this is some of you need to go back to this verse and look at it and, and commit it to memory here. Okay, the Bible's importance is this. We're going to begin to wind it down here. In Isaiah chapter fifty-five, verses eight and nine, it says this: God says, "My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts," says the Lord, "and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways." And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Let me tell you something. These are the thoughts and the ways of God. You bridge the difference between the way he thinks and you think through here. You bridge the difference between the way you do things and the way he does things through this word right here. This is the word of God. And if you don't believe it's the word of God, then you'll not get that bridge going for you. Listen, I need to think like God thinks. I need to act like God acts. And it's found here, but it's the Holy Spirit that makes it possible. You cannot do it apart from the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. You and I need this. The, the clarity comes from the Holy Spirit. The, the, the ability comes from the Holy Spirit. The grace comes from the Holy Spirit. The life of it, listen, the life of it, you can get, you can get smart. I know guys who can quote more verses, many more verses than I, than I can, but they just can't live it. I'm not saying I live it great. I'm not saying I live it perfectly. I don't. But I live it better than what I used to. Okay? But the living of it, the living of it, it's not just the words. It's got to become the word has got to jump off this page and get inside of you. When it gets inside of you, your life has changed forever. That's why I don't walk in condemnation. I'm going to close with this. I don't walk in condemnation. I'm not saying I don't experience condemnation, but I don't walk in condemnation. Because back when I was in college, I memorized, I got inside of me Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there's therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. I got that inside of me, and, I, and, I went, and it went over and over and over and over and over and over again in me. And one, of the, one, one day, one day, 
as I was pursuing it, it turned around and grabbed hold of me. And I'm going like, dang, what's that? Listen, the word on that day became flesh. The word jumped off this page and got inside of me. It came in and said, now I don't have to walk in condemnation. I don't have to walk in condemnation. You know, so, so now since I don't walk in condemnation, I don't use condemnation as a tool. Uh, we didn't use condemnation as a tool with our girls because it's not in us. And see, listen, there are things that, that the word, God, God wants this not just to stay the word of God, not just on the book. He wants it to get into us so that we can put it into our children. Listen, we've got to put this into our children. But we can't put into them what we don't have. But it's our responsibility. Listen, but when we put it into us, it works with our business. It works with our, our emotions. It works with our minds. It works and affects everything. It changes everything forever. This, my friends, is one of your best friends. Go ahead and stand if you would. Deuteronomy 29, verse 4. You don't have this in your notes, but I want to read this to you. Deuteronomy 29, verse 4. It says this, But to this day the Lord has not given you minds that understand. Listen to this. But to this day the Lord has not given you minds that understand, nor eyes that see, nor ears that hear. Listen, that's not you and me. There are some people who do not have minds to understand, ears to hear, or eyes to see. I didn't have the mind to understand, ears to hear, eyes to see for 21 years. And one day I got saved, and you know what? God gave me a better mind to understand, better ears to hear, better eyes to see. And let me tell you something this morning. If you're of the notion that you're one of those that you don't understand, you don't hear, and you don't see, that's not the truth. That's a lie from the enemy. Because when you give your life to Jesus, he wants you to understand. He wants you to see. He wants you to hear. He's already told us that's his will. I want you to be understanding of the will of the Lord. Just with your eyes closed, just for just a little bit. If you don't know Christ this morning, listen, this is where it all starts. Jesus is for you. He is your biggest champion. He wants you to understand. He wants you to see. He wants you to hear. In order to do that, he's got to come into your life. He changes all of that. This morning, if you don't know Christ, if you've never, maybe you've know about him on the book here in the book, but you don't know him personally, let me tell you something this morning. I, I promise you, he wants you to understand who he is. He wants you to see, he wants you to hear, but you got to jump in, you got to get in. If you're waiting, if you're standing back, waiting to do it, or to, to, to know it before you do it, that's not the way it works. This is an act of faith. So this morning, if you don't know Christ, or you've known Christ, but you've gotten away from him, listen, I, I promise you, he wants you. He wants you back. He wants you to understand. He wants you to see. He wants you to hear. So just reach out with this this morning. Father, I just, need, I just need you this morning. I just need Jesus. I need you to do a work in me. I surrender my life to you. I give my life to you so that I may know you, so that I may understand, so that I may hear, I may see the things that pastor's talking about. Then again, for those of you who already know Christ, maybe somewhere along the way that you've been convinced by the enemy 
This book is just too hard for you to understand. That's a lie. That's a lie. This book has been given to you to understand. It's been given to you to change your life so that you can take it and put it into your children and other people who need you in their life. So this morning, maybe you're one of those individuals that you believe, you've sold yourself a bill of goods that you just don't understand. That you don't hear the voice of God, you don't see as others see. Would you close your eyes? And I want you to say out loud, Father, go ahead and say it out loud, Father, I believe that I understand that I hear that I see because you want me to hear you want me to see you want me to understand I thank you that it's true now let me tell you what I did with that verse I took that verse out, out of out of Deuteronomy 29 4 it says but to this day the Lord has not given you minds to understand eyes to, to see your ears to hear and I just use that as an opposite thing I says Lord you have you have given me a mind to understand. You have given me ears to hear. You've given me eyes to see. You have. I have that right here, right now. Let me tell you something. I understand. I hear and I see. But I don't understand everything. I don't hear everything. And I don't see everything. But I'll tell you what. I do. That's who I am. That's who you are. That's who we are. Our Father has given us a word that's clear. It's to guide us, to lead us in the training, the developing of our children, helping us with each other. This morning, before I let you go, let's have some, I'd like to have some of our leaders to come to the front. Maybe this morning, you just need somebody to pray over you. Maybe you've not been feeling well health-wise. Maybe you've been struggling. Maybe you've been struggling with, with your relationship with the Lord. Maybe you've been struggling to, not, to even know Christ. Maybe you've been struggling to understand you need somebody to pray for you. You need somebody to pray with you. Maybe you've been struggling to see what God wants you to see or hear what God wants you to hear. Listen, He wants us to understand. He wants us to see. He wants us to hear. And we want to be a part of that. If you need prayer this morning in any way for anything, we want you to come down to the front. I dismiss everybody. We're going to pray. We dismiss everybody. But I want you to come down to the front if you need prayer. Because I'm telling you, sometimes, you know, some, some of you in this time of fasting and praying, you don't need to give up so easily after 21 days. You need to press in. You need to keep pressing until you get the answers that you need. Till you hear from God. Till you see. Till you understand. Opal and I have things that we need to understand. Things that we need to see and the things that we need to hear during this time. We need to press in. And I, I'm getting other people. Listen, I've got, I had Jason and Lena pray for me last week. And each of them said something that I wrote down after they prayed for me. Listen, we need the prayers of others. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that it is the word of God and that you've written it in such a way that we can understand it, that we can hear and we can see and we can transfer that not just to our lives, but to the lives of our children and, and to friends and family and neighbors, Father God, that you've given us these words to change the world. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I'm going to release you.